And welcome to Reim Ahuvim. Thank you for waiting. Yes, my audience knows parking here in Brooklyn is treacherous. Thank you for waiting. <clears throat> really appreciate it. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I am so happy you are joining me today on JRU Radio. For those of you who are new listeners, here is what we try to do to learn and to develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection that you have with your spouse. Or if you're not married yet, that you will have as Hashem with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. Again, thank you for joining me here today live those of you who are listening to me on Monday night, thank you for joining me as well. Today is 7-28, July 28th, 11-08. And thank you. You know, I always tell my audience, sometimes just to wait a little bit. I'm, I just, it, gets, it takes me a while to get here into the studio, so thank you for waiting. Um, today's going to be an interesting show, really. I want to tell you, today's show is, is very, very important. They're all important. All our shows are important because they talk about something which is most pivotal in your life, and that is your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your wife. What's more important than that? Seriously. Like, seriously, what's more important than that? Isn't, isn't that the most important thing? You know, when I say this, people are like, there's so many more important things, Rabbi Greenfield. What do you mean? Uh, my relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hello, do you understand that your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu pivots on your relationship with your wife, with your husband? Like it's all one big circle. It all connects. What does Hashem want from us? Hashem wants us to, us to have the vacas, to have shlemis. We achieve that when we get married. That's, when we, that's what we achieve because that's when the challenges all come. Oh, I'm not, I'm, am I not talking to you today? Do you not have challenges in your relationship? Really? So why are you listening to me? <laughs> Just joking. I, I'm, okay, maybe you don't have challenges in your relationship. Maybe you have a wonderful relationship. It's possible. No, it, of course it's possible. I know why it's possible, because you're working hard on your relationship. Every day you're working very hard. And if you're not, then your husband is, or your wife is. Um, okay, I just want to mention something else. It's funny, you know, a lot of people ask me many times, saying, Rabbi Greenfield, you know, is it, like, is it worth it for me to work on my marriage by myself? You hear the question? What if we're in a toxic marriage? We're in a toxic relationship, okay? We're not in a good relationship. And, um, and I'm, you know, my husband is just, I don't know, he just loses it. He's very sensitive. You talk about poking the bear, he's always a bear. You're talking about the hats, hungry, angry, tired. He's always got his hats on. It just doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. I mean, you feel... Is there anything that I can do myself to help improve the relationship? It's a question I get a lot of times. We're going to talk about this today, whether there's anything you could do yourself, yourself. If you're in a relationship and you feel like it's toxic, you feel you're in a bad loop, or even if it's not so bad, you want to improve it. Could you do things yourself to improve your relationship, or do you always need your husband? Do you always need your wife, right? Men and women. Do you need your wife to improve? Do you need, do you need your husband to improve? I, I want to tell you there are and there is stuff that you can do yourself to improve your marriage. Yourself. Yourself. Even if your husband is bechlal, not nogea. Your wife's not nogea. Yourself, there are things you can do. I, I want to tell you something. And I, I, I'm going to repeat what I said. Marriage is really, really, it's pivotal. 
Why? Because I, what, okay, what's the most important thing in life? What, what's the purpose? The purpose for us here is to connect to Hashem. That's the purpose, clearly, right? To connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's the purpose. Now, marriage is, is an opportunity. It's, a, it's an unbelievable opportunity to connect. Don't get me wrong. I'm not chas v'shalom saying learning Torah is, is, is A number one. But for these people who learn Torah, and then they come back home, and they're acting nasty to their wives, they're, ask, they're acting disgraceful, they're acting, chas v'shalom, we're not taking the Torah away from them, but it's, it, it, it's, it's a major double standard. It's a stira mene What are you doing learning Torah and coming back and you're acting to your wife like that? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, you know, the famous story of Shlomo Zalman Orbach, before he used to come home, I believe they say this on Shlomo Zalman Orbach, before he used to come home, his Talmidim would see. He's about to come home and what does he do? He like straightens his tie, he put his jacket, he like makes up. One of the Talmidim says to him, Rebbe, what, what are you doing? Why are you, you know, I'm sure he said it in a Kavadik way. What? Could, could Rebbe explain us what he's doing? And Ushlam Azam Arbach, I believe it was, he turns to him and he says to him, what do you mean, what am I doing? I'm a Kabul Pnei Shechina, I'm about to walk in, the Shechina's in my house. I, of course I have, to, I, have to, I have to set myself like that. Why? Because he realized if there's Shalom in the house, there's Shechina in the house. It's very simple. Shalom equals Shechina. Duh. <laughs> How many times? We say shalom, like nonstop. You definitely said the word shalom today. If, if, if you're a religious Jew and you daven today, you definitely use the word shalom. You so much, you so much use the word shalom. So much so. Oh, but oh, says shalom, bin Roma, uh, sim shalom. Shalom has been prevalent. There's nothing. Shalom is a Kalish Baruch Hu's name, like hello. So, and these people, it's like you're not getting it. You're not getting it. You're learning Torah and then you're coming home and acting like an animal. Oh, well, she's acting like that too. Like, what are you doing? Okay, we're not saying everybody. We're saying most people don't do this, but these are exceptional cases. I heard a fascinating story. You know, this particular story I want to tell you is really, I think someone quoted to me from People Speak. And you could text me later on. You could text me later on. Yeah, you could text me later on. Yo, you know what? I, by the way, you know what I want to do today also, Mr. Shem? I want to give everybody opportunity. I know I usually don't take phone calls because honestly, I feel for confidentiality reasons, etc. I, I don't think it's something that you know everybody has to hear on, on the air. Everybody else's problems, and uh, I'm not saying it's not a learning experience. I know it's a learning experience. It's a good thing in many shows. I'm not saying that, but I think in marriage is very sensitive because <clears throat> I'm saying I mean I might change my mind later on, but people call and say, oh, you know, my husband is annoying me because last night this is what he did. It's like. You know, your kids might be listening to this. Maybe your husband's listening to this. So maybe it's not so appropriate. Um, the marriage issues, I, I, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. Some of you might disagree and say, no, it's anonymous. Maybe do it. But today, if I have a chance, I, I spoke to the engineer here. He's going to help me a little bit. Mirza Hashem, later on. If I have a chance, I really, really, really want to take phone calls today. And you know what type of phone calls I want to take today? I want to take positive phone calls. You're going to call me later on in the show. If you have... Guts, right? But you know what? It'll be so nice because here we are, three weeks started, right? Shavasubatamas was Sunday, and we're like entering into an era where we, we, we want to fix, we want to fix the reason that the base Hamikdash was destroyed. So, why isn't it around right now? Even though I always say, I look at this picture here in the studio of the base, it's such a beautiful picture, it's like it's floating in the air, it's like waiting to come down. 
But what, why? Why isn't the base Hamikdash? And we say the base Hamikdash, by the way, we're talking about a Kaddish Baruch Hu's home. I mean, Yushalayim is still around, uh, you know, the coat's still there, but Hashem's Shechina is not there the way it used to be, right? So the bottom line is that you know why? And you know why we're having Tisha B'Av? Because of Sin HaShechina. That's the reason we're going to be talking about in future shows. But right now, you know what the focus is going to be? And not just with your friends, in your homes, with your wives, with your husbands. It's going to be mat naschina. What? It's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be giving of yourself to your spouse, especially emotionally. Helping, of course, is very important. But especially emotionally, for no reason. It's not fair. It's a double standard, but I'm going to do it anyways. It's like a over mavater. I'm doing it anyways. Why? To bring the gula shleima. To bring, to bring, to bring Mashiach. Yeah, to bring Beis Hamikdash. What's Tisha B'av all about? Hashem, it'll, it'll become from 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 a, from a fast to 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 a gula. That's what we're wishing for. So I want to tell you that hopefully we're going to have time at the end of the show. Hashem, to take your phone calls and you're going to call in and I'm asking you nicely. Baruch Hashem, I have that. Baruch Hashem, Hakadosh Baruch Hu helps. It gives me a lot of siyata the Shmaya with the show. Baruch Hashem, Kitov Kilam Chazdo. All those of you who listen to me, maybe call in a little bit later on. You can think right now what you want to say. Call in and say something nice that your husband did. Say something nice that your wife did. Say something nice, and I'll introduce it. And if nobody calls in, fine. You're embarrassed. That's okay. That's fine. But it would be so nice to empower other couples, you know, in nice ways. We'll do it in a good way, don't we? We won't do it in a way that will intimidate husbands and wives, like, how come you don't do that? And how come, you know, I heard on the radio or this, that. Okay. I heard a story, this really, really fascinating story of a woman, and she writes about her, her life and her marriage. Listen to this crazy, and I'm not quoting, I'm just telling you what she wrote. She writes that, you know, she always wanted to get married, and, you know, every girl dreams of, get, of, of marrying that, that perfect, Okay, you're right. I shouldn't say the word perfect, but the most wonderful, caring, loving, good midos, Yerashamayim. You know, who doesn't think of that? Who doesn't want to marry a, a man like that? And she dates and she, she meets a guy. She meets a guy who's just so nice, so caring, so loving. And you know what also she wanted? Somebody who was laid back. Not, you know what I'm saying, not someone who's going to scream at her and criticize her and blame her and attack her. She just wanted someone who's going to be laid back and loving and caring and a good father. And she went out with this guy for a while. And she thought she met the perfect guy. She really felt like she met the guy. And she goes on to write. She goes on to write how she was so in love. She was so like connected. She thought she was connected to her husband, to, to her, this guy who later became her chassan. And she got engaged, and everybody was complimenting her. Such a nice guy. Wow, you're going to have such a good marriage. Such a nice, sweet guy. She gets married. What a beautiful chasana. What a beautiful marriage. What happens is like this. She gets married, and she... In the beginning, she had a nice marriage. He was caring. He was loving. He was nice. But there was one thing about him. This guy... This guy would go to sleep really, really late, and he'd wake up really, really late. And, you know, as time goes on, you know, he got to bring up Parnassa. And, you know, he started off in Kolel maybe for a year or so, whatever it is. And they had children another year or two. And then the Parnassa started getting tight. It started getting tight. 
So he's like, okay, he has to go out and he has to go to work. And it's not that he didn't agree to go to work. He agreed to go out to work. He did. But the problem was he wouldn't wake up. He wouldn't wake up on time. The guy was asleep. He used to sleep at 10, 11 o'clock. And she would get upset at him because he'd get a job and then he was fired because he couldn't hold on to a job. They wanted them there. You know, they wanted him there on time. Fine, get an afternoon job. He couldn't get a normal paying afternoon job. Every normal jobs, you know. You have to wake up on time. You can't wake up at 10, 11 o'clock at night, only then go in the morning and then go to meeting at 12 o'clock. If you're self-employed, you know, certain situations, there are people who do it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, don't be upset at your husband now. There are people who do it. They could, they could you know, they could, they could do it. But, but for this guy, it was so, so, so. And she would get frustrated. And she would be upset with him. And she would say to him, it's not fair. Why can't you wake up? And he was like laid back, chilled out, doesn't really care. And that just bothered her. But you know what? He was a good father. He was caring. And she just resent, she started resenting him. She started resenting him. And what to do? And she was hacking him up, as, as they say, you know, hacking him up. It did not go well. It did not go well. And it went from bad to worse and worse and worse until, you know, it, it's a crazy story. And she writes this about herself. She demanded a divorce. She's like, that's it. It's over. I, I, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. She demanded. It's over. She can't deal with this. And she just can't, despite everything, she was just way, way, way too frustrated and blamed him and blamed him. It was very tight financially, whatever. And she blamed him for it. Like, you know, it's not fair. And she continues to write how she got divorced and he got remarried. He got remarried. He got, obviously, this guy, you know, a bad guy. I mean, he was, you know, and still he was a chap. He got married, still a nice guy, and he got remarried. And I don't know whether she got remarried or not, but she describes how, because, you know, they used to share custody of the children, Nebuch. And um, what happened was, what happened was, I mean, sometimes, obviously, it has to happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Nebuch because... You know, it should never happen. Sometimes you really have no choice. But those are far and few in between. There are exceptional cases. There are exceptional cases. But we do everything to, to save marriages. But yeah, it happens. But it's still Nebuch, right? And uh, they're sharing custody of the kids. And she decided, you know, instead of fighting with his new wife, instead of like, you know, she was a nice lady. And she would meet her sometimes when she, you know, when she dropped off the kids. She would, she, she would meet her, and she used to schmooze with her, and this and that, and she became friendly with her. She actually did become friendly with her ex-husband's new wife. She became friendly with. And it was one morning, she was dropping off the kids, and it was late. It was pretty late. And she drops off the kids, and they're having a conversation, and the kids are making a lot of noise. And we're talking already 10 a.m., okay? It was 10 a.m., and his... His new wife, right, she looks at the kids, her kids, by the way, it was a blended marriage, so she had her kids and whatever it was, his kids, but she, was, she had her kids or the new kids, whatever it was, I think the kids from the new marriage. And she has the kids, she has to give you a name, you know, uh, Shlaimi, can you quiet down? Can you please quiet down? Tati's sleeping, we don't want to wake him up. And she looks at her. The old wife looks at the new wife and she looks at her and she's like, what did you just say? She says, yeah, you know, you know, he, he likes waking up late. He, he, he doesn't really like it. He, it's hard for him. It's hard for him. He goes to sleep late. He wakes up late. It's, it's, you know, it's a problem, but you know what? You know what? It is a problem. And they had, they had a pretty good rapport, these two ladies. So she looks at the, other, you know, the old wife, looks at the new wife, she says, she says to her, just to her, doesn't that bother you? Doesn't that get under your skin? 
And she looks at her, the new wife, and she says to her, you know something? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because he has so many positive qualities. He's such a good father. He, he's, he's so laid back. You know, you're right. He is laid back. and He doesn't wake up in the morning. It's a problem. And I try to work with it. And we try to figure it out. But no, it doesn't. I, I, try to, I try to look past that. I try to look at all his mailas. I try to look at all the wonderful things that he does. I really, really try to focus. And this lady... She writes this story. The ex-wife writes this story. I think it's in People Speaking. You can text me later on. That this conversation she had with her was such a wake-up call. Because she's thinking to herself, who's a better father to your children than, your, than, 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 than the father, than, than your real father? The one, who, the one your father, not the stepfather, not a new father. Of course, in some situations, we have no choice. It has to happen. Don't get me wrong. We understand that Masechus Gittin comes before Kedushin in certain exceptional cases. But that's an amputation. Yes, sometimes you have to amputate. You have no choice. That's the best thing you have to do. But it is what it is. Let's call it for what it is. Let's call it for what it is. It is an amputation. That's exactly what it is. You're amputating. And you know who suffered the most? It's the children. Yeah, I'm sorry to say it's the same children. Why? Because we're just, I can't deal with this guy anymore. He doesn't wake up in the morning. He doesn't, can't hold on to a job. He's lazy. I get frustrated. And I tell him and I tell him he doesn't listen to me. And he doesn't listen to me. And I'm just frustrated. And this woman writes this story. I think it's in People Speak. She writes that she feels like she just should have adopted this other woman's attitude in the beginning. If she would just adopt this attitude, focusing on the good. Now, this story happens to be about women. I, guys, men, it, it works the same thing for you. It's the same thing for you. All you can find sometimes is negative in your lives. I'm not saying all of you, but many of you, all you can find is the negative. All you see is black. All you see is black. This is not what Hashem wants from us. Now, you know, I, I want people in the audience who just, I'm not saying they don't get it. Guys, I, I'm not saying you don't get it, but you, you don't relate to what I'm talking about. You don't. And, and I'm not blaming you. I understand that you're coming you're coming from a different place. Maybe you didn't grow up like that. Maybe you have been disconnected. Maybe you had Rebbeim who used to be very strict with you and, and, and just make Yiddishkeit very distasteful in your eyes. And even though you have a Muna, but you know you don't really connect because it was made distasteful for you. Maybe by Rebbeim, maybe my parents. Who knows? Who knows? I'm not blaming people. But you're not connected. But I, I want to tell you, for you as well, it doesn't make a difference. This is what makes the marriage tick. You will be a happier camper at the end of the day if you don't make an issue out of it. Do you hear me? Don't make an issue out of it. Why are you making an issue out of everything? And you know something? You tell me, oh, yeah, Rabbi Grief, why don't you come to my house? I don't make issues out of everything. He just doesn't stop. Or she just doesn't stop. And I tell her a million times. I'm telling you, don't make issues. Focus on the positive. And I want to tell you the end of the story. And again, I haven't read this in people speak, and you could quote it to me later on, whatever it is. But I want to tell you the story, this way I heard it, is that what this husband later on, this husband who remarried another woman who only saw positive in him, that's all she was focusing on, the positive, at the end of the day, because she didn't break him, she didn't criticize him and blame him and pursue him and attack him, and she just let it go, she let it go, and, you know, she let it go, whichever way she was able to let it go, she made him, later on, with all her love and her focus and attention, she brought him up. Because that one day that he did wake up on time, wow, it was so nice to wake up on time, it made me so happy, I know how hard it is for you. 
just kept on lifting him and lifting him and lifting him. Not criticizing, 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 because you always have a choice, ladies and gentlemen. The cup is either half full or half empty. And I know as I say this to you, you're thinking to yourself, no, 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 no. My, my, my husband's cup is, 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 is empty. Or my wife's cup is almost empty. There's still something in it. There's still something in it. So take the buds of, the buds of those flowers, right? And just keep watering it, watering it. You're going to see, you'll be able to lift your husband. You'll be able to lift your wife. And when she actually, you know, it's making you crazy that the refrigerator is always full with leftovers, you have the sakapada. So the one time that you come there and the refrigerator actually, she threw out the leftovers for you, and she said, I live for you, make a big ASIC, say to her, I really appreciate that, thank you. I know, you know, for you it doesn't mean anything, for me it doesn't, I know you did that for me and I appreciate that. Or if your husband actually comes on time, one night that you were supposed to come together, he always comes late, and this time he actually made it early. It was hard for him to tell him, say, wow, that really meant a lot to me. I want to tell you. I love the name of this book written by Ratorsky. Make me, don't break me. Lift your husband. Lift your wife. That's what Hashem does for us. Hashem has so much rachmanis for us. Hashem has so much, so much rachmanis for us. Gives us another chance, and another chance, and another chance. Don't you want Hashem to give you more chances? You know, you know I, I want to tell you, I was, I was in the Chinuch field for a very, very long time. And, 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 you know, and as parents, I think you could relate to me. who just is getting in trouble all the time, and he's just getting punished and everything. You know, and you go to the Rebbe or, or the Mora, and you say to her, listen, teacher, you say, I'm telling you what works with my child. Not the punishment, not the harsh words, not that. It's the love, the attention. Lift him up, you'll see. I'm not saying there's no room for discipline. Of course there's room for discipline. But you know what's much more powerful? What's more powerful is to lift up the child. And this works not just for children, but for spouses. You want to lift your spouse up. But yeah, like the story with this beautiful story that this wife said to her husband. She said, she's to this other, to the ex-wife. So I said to the ex-wife, you're right, you're right, he does wake up. You know what, he's really still, he's a wonderful father. He has such nice midos. And then the other one was thinking, you know, that's what I should have done. Well, it was too late then. And she writes this herself. This is not, she writes this herself. She writes this herself. So I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, lift. Make your spouse. Don't break them. Lift them up. Lift them up. And not, first of all, for those of you who are connected in the Torah, why? Because this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. The Shekhinah will enter on our homes, etc., etc., and for those of you who are not connected, you'll have a happier life. You hear me? You'll have a happier life. You'll just be a happier person. Don't make an issue out of everything. Don't make issues. Now, I know you're, automatically we think of our spouse. Oh, he's making an issue. She's making an issue. But think about yourself. Do you make issues? Stop making issues. Instead, lift. How do you lift? Attention, appreciation, affection. Those are the two. Moshe Aaron Stern, those are his acronyms, right? Attention. Wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, why can't you ask your spouse, how did you sleep? Why? Why can't you? And if you are, wonderful. Don't stop doing that. Don't stop doing that. What else you can do? I'm telling you real things. I'm not just giving you, you know, like a uh, moves over here. I'm telling you things that are going to work. What else is going to work? In the area of attention, here's what's going to work. In the area of attention, you notice what your, what, what your wife's doing. Menial tasks. You can ask her if that's, you know, but you know, thank you for doing the laundry. Thank you for putting the socks away. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking care of the kids. I want to tell you, you're a really devoted mother. You really are a very devoted mother. That'll speak tons to your wife. Also to your husband. You're a real devoted, you're a real devoted father. You go out to work every day. This is how you lift. This is how you bring people up. Making sh calling and texting during the day. Just say, hi, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. After this show, really, after this show, you finish the show, you know, I'm telling you. Stop what you're doing. Call your wife. Hi, I'm thinking about you. Hope you're having a good day. Call your husband. I'm thinking about hope you're having a good day. I'm not talking about pursuing, you know, running after that. I'm not letting them breathe or whatever it is. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. Oh, here's another one. When you, it's a big one, you could lift for many ladies. This means a lot to help them. That does, you don't have to be scared of helping. Gentlemen, you're so scared. Some of you are so scared to help your wives. You think that you're going to help. You're going to have to do it all the time. No, no. How can I help you? Can I, can I put the baby to sleep? Can I do this? Can I do that? Some of you are doing this anyways, but offer to help more. So that, that's, that's, that's for many women. That, that's a language of love for them. Buying something. Buying something to, for your wife. An Arab Shabbos. A little chocolate. You can't afford something expensive. Something. I was thinking about you. Again, you're lifting. But my wife doesn't deserve it. You know, when I buy her flowers, she just lets them rot. That's what I hear. I buy my wife flowers and she leaves them on the kitchen table and just like it sits there and I don't take it away and I feel really bad. Watch it. Who cares? Does she like it? So fine. You'll throw it out. Who cares? Be mevater. Be mevater. Avas chinam. Avas chinam. That's what it's all about. Here's another one, right? Spending time. Spending time. What's more important than spending time? Appreciation. You notice everything she's doing in the house, reinforcing good qualities. Like we said, you're such, a good, you're such an amazing mother. I just want to tell you, you're really an amazing mother. You're a real good cook. You're so devoted to the family. You're an amazing father. You have to show you're not taking it all for granted. You know how powerful appreciation is. Do you have any idea? It could completely turn around the relationship. Do you hear me? Relationships that are toxic and there's fighting and there's screaming and whatever. I'm telling you, appreciation, just start appreciating. I just want to tell you, I want to tell you thank you. Even though it's very awkward because we don't really have that relationship, well, stop it. Be awkward. Do awkward things and appreciate your wife. Appreciate your husband. Do it. <laughs> it works. Right? Thanking her. Offering help. Noticing. If it's important for your wife. Many women, it's not most important. It's important. It's important noticing. She's wearing something to compliment her. These things are all important. All important. Affection. Important as well. This is what I mean by lifting, lifting, lifting your husband, lifting your wife. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. Let's stop seeing negative and start seeing positive. Some of you are so in negative mode. You're so in negative mode. Get out of that negative mode. You're thinking about your husband now? You're thinking about your wife right now? <laughs> They're not listening to the show? Well, you know what? Are you in positive mode? If you're in positive mode, be even more positive mode. I'm telling you, positivity breeds positivity. You hear me? Mitzvah Guerrero's mitzvah. Positivity breeds positivity. Like we say, you know, you say, we appreciate Tashem. Thank you, Hashem. I love you, Hashem. You're so good to me. Well, you know, you talk like that, Tashem. What, what do you think? You're, you're going to get more bracha, right? <laughs> I want to tell you, I, I, I'm learning this interesting Gemara. i share the story with you. Got to share the story. It, it, this is a story in Gemara in Mait Katan, It's such a, such a telling story. Of two Amorim. Listen to this amazing story. So there's two Amorim. There's Marukva and Shmuel. Now, it just so happens to be that Marukva at his time was a very, he was a very 
is considered a very hush of a person. And that they're both, you know, we can't relate to these, t- we can't relate to these people. We, we don't know who they are. It's like Sheikh is, you know, Marukva, Shmuel, the greatest of the great, you know, today we, don't, we can't relate to who these people were. But in any case, it just so happens to be the Marukva was considered, he was very chashiv. He was the Av Bezdin. Marukva was the Av Bezdin. Shmuel was his Rebbe. So when Marukva and Shmuel were in the base Medrash learning Torah, Marukva would show great respect to Shmuel. He would sit like four amas in front of him. He would show great respect to Shmuel. When they were in the Bezdin, though, because Marukva was the Av Bezdin, Shmuel as if to say, showed, you know, cover to Marukva, and he stayed four Amis, you know, um, in front of him, I believe, and Marukva, but Marukva still wanted to his Rebbe there, he wanted to ask him questions, you know, for complicated halachos, and Marukva actually, the Gemara says, he actually, they dug him a little place, a little bit lower, that he would be able to hear what Shmuel says if he had questions for him. So the story of one day, they're, they're, they're departing the, the, the Bezdin, there was some sort of case, and Marukva and Shmuel, I, I presume they used to walk together back home. And you can take a look at the Gemara. And it says that Marukva was very busy. He was very involved speaking to one of the litigants, apparently, about one of the cases. And they're walking and they're walking. And Shmuel, listen to this, Shmuel didn't leave. I mean, Shmuel had to go home. But Shmuel did not go home. And what does Shmuel say? Shmuel says to Marukva, are you going to release me from your, from your case? Now, what does that mean? I'll tell you what that means in a second, but I, what, what I will tell you, though, is that Marukva realized that he was holding up Shmuel, and Marukva took upon himself something called Nazifa. He took upon himself that he felt really bad, that maybe he wasn't respectful to his Rebbe, and he was ignoring his Rebbe, whatnot, and he took upon himself Nazifa, which is like, like, a, like a mini type of harem in his own house, whatever it is. But why was it? Why was it? that Shmuel didn't just leave and go home. He, he was his Rebbe. He was much, he was much big, bigger in Torah than him. He could have just left. Why didn't he leave? Because there's an interesting halacha. Listen to this halacha. There's an interesting halacha. If you're together with your friend, you can't just depart. Your friend just leave. You don't just leave. You have to have permission from your friend to go. What do you mean permission? Yeah, there's halacha. You can take a look at the Gemara. There's halacha that if you're, t- if you're together with your friend, you can just leave. You say goodbye. And he says goodbye. And that means, okay, goodbye. You can go. It's okay. Shmuel, who was so much, you know, he was so much greater than him in Torah, he didn't leave. He did not leave. Why didn't he leave? Because it's halacha. You can't just leave your friend. You have to respect them. This is how you're supposed to act to a friend, okay? This is how you're supposed to act to a friend. Could you imagine your spouse, your spouse? What does the Rambam say? It's talking from the Gemara. The Rambam doesn't say it himself. from the Gemara. That what? That what you say, you have a chiyuv to love your wife and respect her more than you respect yourself. It says there that what you have to treat your wife like a queen, treat your husband like a king. Some of you are like, yeah, I know that. Some of you are like, are you serious? Yeah, I'm very serious. And some of you are not connected. I'd be like, what's the reason? You know what's the reason? The reason you'll be happier, number one. But what's most important is really for Kaddish Baruch because Hashem wants. This is what Hashem wants from us. And you'll have a happier life. You want to know. Because the Shekhinah will be in your house. You get it? The Shekhinah will be in your house. You're bringing Kedusha into your home because you're not making issues out of everything. Well, I got to talk about this one. I got to talk about that one. Don't talk about this one and don't talk about that one. Just let it go. Let it Oh, I must. It's going to happen again. I had chosen negotiation. And sometimes you're right. You have to negotiate. But most of the time, not. Most of the time, just let But oh, I'm so upset. I am so upset at him. 
I am so upset at her. You know what? You're so upset at him. You're so upset at her. You can't let it go. You know why you can't let it go? I tell you all the time because you're wearing your hats, because you're hungry, angry, tired, or stressed. Something else is maybe bothering you. You're displacing your anger that, from your work on your wife. You're displacing your fight that you had with your mother on your husband. I don't know what's going on, but you've got your hats on. You're, there's pressure, or there's just stress because, you know, Kanai Nahara, you have a bunch of children, Baruch Hashem. Many of you have children. Tremendous bracha, tremendous bracha, but it's a lot of stress. Let's call a spade a spade. Of course it's a bracha, but it's also a lot of stress. It's a lot of stress. You have a lot of kids. You don't stop, right? You don't stop. Or there's other stress. So you know what a pressure cooker is? You know what a pressure cooker has? You take like, you know, it's like these pressure cookers, and you like put the pressure on. I don't know if you've ever seen them. It's like a pot, and you like revolve it. It has like a rubber th- uh, thing there. You like revolve it. You tighten it. You close it. Even the pressure cookers, you know what they have? They have a little thing on top, like a little, little thing, like a little cap to release a little of the steam. Because if you're not going to release a little of the steam, you know what's going to happen with the pot? It's going to explode. Same thing that's happening in some of your houses. It, it, stress, 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 and then explosion. Wow, explosion in your home. Well, you know what happens when the explosion happens? Let me tell you. Number one, the Shekhinah runs away. That's number one. Number two, number two, let me tell you what two what happens when you have these explosions. Your children are being affected. You are tarnishing their emotional development. Unquestionably so. You want the studies? I'll give them. You give them. I'm telling you, you are tarnishing their emotional development. Oh, but I have other kids, and they're married, and they're fine. Well, you're right. Some personalities can hack it, but other personalities can't. And I can almost guarantee you that if there are explosions in your home, on a constant basis, if you're older, you know what I'm talking about, you have children with issues. Now, it should not be on us, and I'm not venturing it on anybody, but I'm just telling you the fact, when you have explosions, you are causing your children to feel unsafe emotionally. That's, that's just the way it is. Just the way it is. It is, okay? But I have to vent. I have to explode. I need to do that once in a while. Oh, really? You have to do that? Why do you have to do that? Because that's what your mother did. That's what your father did. That's what you've seen with other people's homes. You don't have to do that. You have to, you know, it's a pressure cooker. I understand it's a pressure cooker. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you know what? You know what? There's a little cap on the pressure cooker. Take the cap off. Take the cap off and let it, let a little of the pressure come out on a daily basis. And you know what that means sometimes for you? Let me tell you what that means. What that means for you sometimes is that, is that you have to create healthy routines in your home where you are taking a break and your husband helps you take this break. So if there's a lot of pressure, your husband comes home and gives you 10 minutes to go upstairs and to relax a little bit. And what, what are you going to do upstairs when you relax? You can read a book. You can read a magazine. You can listen to music. You might even be able to get a heter to listen to music even under, under three weeks. Ask her off. Ask her off. And I'm telling you, I'm going crazy. This is the only thing that relaxes me. Ask. I'm not giving you a hunter, but I'm telling you, you might even be able to. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because if you don't take that cap off, it's going to become an explosion. If it becomes an explosion, you are causing a tragedy in your head. is running away. Your, your, your kids are being affected negatively, and your relationship is being scarred. You are making such a distance between you and your husband, it's not even funny. Some of your husbands are super sensitive, and they're not going to be able to hack it. You know what's happening? They're going to stonewall you. And then we come stonewall. 
Gentlemen, I'm talking to you as well. This is not, I'm only to women over here. I'm talking to men as well. Some of your wives are very, very sensitive and they won't be able to deal with it. They won't be able to deal with it. And what are you going to make them? Tzibrachin? So you know what? You're going to have a tzibrachin a house and tzibrachin a kids and it's one big tzibrachin. It's all broken. So control yourselves. Don't make an issue out of it. And just, you know what? Take a time out. Take a time out. I need time out. Moshe, I need a little time. If your husband is not doing this for you, if you haven't arranged this in your home and you should, then Moshe, I just need a little time. If you don't mind, I have to go upstairs a little bit. Just give me some time. Give him a heads up. Maybe have a conversation before and work it out and work it out. But don't make issues. Don't blame. Don't, don't cause explosions. It, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, ladies. It doesn't work, men. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It just does not work. And I, I, I want to move something else. What does work is positivity. What does work is, is what, like when Ritorsky writes, make me, don't break me. That's what does work. That's what works. And why does it work? Because if you bring positivity in your house, positivity breeds positivity. That's what it is. Positivity breeds positivity. Now, I just want to tell you one other thing before we, you know, we talk about positive, and I really do want people to call in and to share some positive. I want to share a positive. I want to share one positive story that I just heard from a couple. I thought it was such a beautiful, beautiful story. Listen to this beautiful story like this. Um, not positive. It's, it's, it's not, you know, I don't want you to expect like, oh boy. I just heard the story yesterday. Someone told me this story. That what? Like this. A woman. That her husband... Listen to this unbelievable story. It's a nice story. Woman had a really hard day. And this summer, she's working as a day camp counselor, this or that, whatever it is. She comes home and she takes care of the kids. And the husband does not come home usually till later. He doesn't come. He has a late job. He doesn't come home till later. He doesn't come home till, let's say, 9 o'clock, whatever. And they have younger kids. So she's, you know, fine. Not that, not, not that he comes home every day late, but they have younger kids. And what happens is, she's taking care of the kids, cleaning up, feeding the kids, putting everything away. And they're like, three kids, Kanai Nahara. All, you know, under the age of six, let's say. And it's, just, it's hard for her. It's very, very hard for her. And she finally puts the kids to sleep, and she has to make a phone call. And the bell rings. The bell rings. The front door. She goes to the front door, and she opens up the door. And what does she see? She sees a, a girl, and she's like, yeah, and she's like, she knows her. She's like, yeah, you were here once. She's like, yeah, you didn't you babysit for us once? She's like, yeah, I did babysit for you once, and I'm actually babysitting for you tonight. So the woman looks at her. What do you mean you're babysitting? What, what? She says, oh, yeah, your, your husband arranged it. Don't worry. Text your look at your phone. He sent you a text, and she looks. She can't believe it, and her husband sends her a text, and he says to her, let's call her Sarah. He says to her, Sarah, he writes in a text, Sarah, we're going out tonight. You don't, need to, you don't need to get dressed up. Just come out. I'm waiting for you. I arranged it all. You know what this husband did? It's unbelievable. He, he did it for her. He actually arranged her babysitter. He picked up the babysitter. He surprised her because she likes it. Some people, by the way, don't like surprises. This should not happen very much. He surprised her. He arranged the babysitter. And they went out and they had a beautiful night. It was such a beautiful thing. Why? Because he decided, that's it. That's it. I'm just going to stop this crazy pattern. I'm going to do something positive. I'm going to do something positive. There's some other stories here as well. But here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. We are going to give you an opportunity to share your positive stories. Now, before, before we do this, I just want to tell everybody, and I'm so happy you're listening to me. I want to tell you like this. I'm already getting phone calls. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. Listen, listen. It, 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 hold on. Hold it. Cause I'm going to need help here with the engineer like this. I, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. And, and don't, 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 don't keep on calling. I, we're going to pick up in a second. Do not take these stories and go back to your husband and say, Oh, you know what I heard on the radio? Or go back to your wife and say, Oh, you know what I heard on the radio? These are stories that to empower us. These are stories to empower us to have us think about ourselves, things to do for our husbands, things to do for our wives, beautiful things. Just because I told you that story doesn't mean those people have a good marriage. They actually do. It doesn't mean that they have a good marriage. It doesn't mean they have a good marriage. It's just a story. But these are stories to empower us. Let's bring in Avas Chinam. Let's bring Avas Chinam. I want you to text me or call me. In the, uh, in this, not Monday night, if you listen to Monday night, <laughs> And the, the, the line, studio line like this, the studio line. I'll be so happy, by the way, if you call me. You know why? Because it's going to share with everybody. 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Or text me something, 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. Again, our phone number is 718 718-683-5858. I'm going to be calling the engineer in a second. And we are going to be taking... Your phone calls live here, less live on Ray Mahuvin. And we're back. We are waiting for your stories. Baruch Hashem, the phone lines are lit up. Wow. Hi, you're on the air. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. Hi. Okay, hi, you're on the air. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. Do you have a story that you can share with us here? Something positive. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. First, I'd like to be marketized to Rabbi Greenfield for the amazing weekly show. This course of bringing Sean to so many people's homes should stand by you and your family. Hashem should please send you and your family to Amen. Thank you. That was very nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. So do you have a, a, something you, you can share with us on the air? And I really appreciate the phone call. It must have taken you a lot of omits, a lot of guts, but please share something with us. Something that I learned from Ben Sion Griper, a Maradik and Maradik idea, how to start each and every day off on a positive note. Ask your spouse in the morning how they slept the night before. Show interest, show concern to your spouse. The first thing in the morning, that's what you're concerned about. Not, did you do this, did you do that? And that starts the, the day off on the right foot and sets the tone for the rest of the day. Mitzvah, Gerez, mitzvah, one thing leads to the other. Positivity breeds positivity. Thank you for sharing that with us. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, let's go on to the next 
caller. But again, the studio number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. We actually have here a uh, text here. I just wanted to, an interesting story. Let me just over here. Okay, here's a story of, let me read this over here. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, wow. That's a nice one. That's a nice one. Here's a story. Here's someone sharing with us what? That her husband actually brings coffee to her bed. Wow, brings coffee to her bed on every day. That means a lot to her. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go on some phone calls. Hi. Hello, you're on the air. Um, anonymous. Can I say anonymous? Please do say anonymous. Uh, and, okay. and, yes, go I ahead. Find out. Sometimes they're very, very stubborn, the husband, and they don't want to do something you want them to do. Eventually, after a while, they'll come around to it. And, and it, it's an elderly lady. She needs a refusal. I'm ashamed of her. Um, I don't know how old she is now, but she has such good sexual. She was, became about two of in the early 80s, early 80s. And she said, eventually, the husband will come around and do what you want. Um, that you have to have a lot of patience. So, uh, so it's just a matter of patience, and I guess a lot of, uh, we're thinking, I'm understanding what you're saying is tefillah and patience, and what happens is... And sure, it's feeling patience, 100%. It's feeling and most of the time, it comes, if Hashem sees that you really need what you need, or whatever, you need something and it has to be done, then Hashem helps you along. Right, 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 and it does. And, and we were discussing this before. Just just give it time, give it time. Thank you for your phone call. Give, it, ta- give it time again. The studio line here is 718-683-5858. You could, you could call in as, by the way, you can call in as anonymous. Some of you like, when you could, yes, you are, can call in as anonymous. Call in 718-683-5858. Share something positive about your husband, about your wife. Don't be shy. Hello, you are on the air. Yeah? Yes, you are. Go ahead. And thank you so much for calling. Go ahead and share something nice. Love, 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 love your program. Thank you very much. My husband brings me coffee ice cream when he comes home from school after uh, my risk. And uh-huh. we sit and we enjoy it together. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm assuming that coffee is your favorite flavor, and he knows that's what it is, correct? Yes. Wow, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. We really, really appreciate all these positive stories. Again, it's 718-683-5858. Call in, call in. 718-683-5858. I just want to mention this one story that before I go to the other calls, and, and please do call in. And that is, I heard this, somebody was sharing the story with me, a phenomenal story about a woman who, who actually they had a couple of chasanas. And you know what? The truth of the matter is, when, when you're marrying off a child, it, there's so much going on. But her husband remembered to, per, to buy her. her uh, she was looking for a certain necklace, and he bought her a certain necklace. He got her this necklace when they married off the first child. He didn't, have, however, have enough money to... Um, he didn't have enough money to buy her the pure gold one with the diamond studs, so he got her gold plated, and he got her this necklace. And he, mamish, you know how, you know how, how the chassan gives the kala something right after the chuppah. I thought it was so beautiful that he actually was marrying off his son and then marrying off his daughter, and before and right after the chuppah, he called his wife says, "Before you go in, you know what? I want to give you a present." And he gave her. What did he give her? He gave her the necklace that she was always looking for. Listen to this unbelievable story. It's like this. The first, in the first chasana, he wasn't able to afford. He wasn't able to afford the, 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 the real gold and diamonds that he wanted to give it to her. And he gave it to her. 
And she realized that it wasn't real, but she didn't care. Just the thought she was so, 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 so happy. After a couple of years, they married another child off. When they married off this second kid, after the chuppah, again, he calls his wife. Remember, they're marrying off their kid. He calls his wife and he says to her, you know what? I have something for you. And she's like, you, you seriously got me something now? Like, I really don't need anything. She's like, I did. And he gives her, again, a necklace. And this time, it was real. It was real gold and real diamonds because he was able to afford it. And, what, and the beautiful thing about the story is that the same reaction she had for the custom jewelry, she had for the real jewelry. It was just a fact, that thought, that beautiful thing. If you have anything else, because we have maybe another minute or two, 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Oh, here's an interesting text. You know, I got this last time, but I'm going to take a phone call soon if I have time. 718-683-5858. This text of, he must have told me this last time also, that what? That when he gets out of the shower, his wife actually takes the towel and she puts it into the dryer. That what? That he can dry himself with a hot towel. That is so nice. That is so nice. And here we have another text. The other text about, oh, this is similar to whatever it is, okay. And that is, okay, so now everybody could relate this to this. But I like, I like my dreams big and tall. My drinks big and tall. And my husband, he makes sure to go to 7-Eleven and give me, second, the biggest, the biggest, Slurpee with a flavor that, you know, it's very nice, you know, different things, different things, different people do. I know that we have, oh boy, okay, we don't really have time. That's the problem. <laughs> we don't really have time. We don't really have time to take all of them here. But what I will tell you is that, I just wanted to end off with one thing. I know, I'm sorry, I can't get to all your phone calls. I, can, I can't even get to all your texts. But I will tell you like this, this is important because I want, I want to leave you all, all with this, this message. Very, very important for those of you who listen to me. And that's like this. Not just, not just not to make an issue and not just not to blame and not just to prevent explosions, but to bring the positivity into your house. And I appreciate that phone call, the one that he was saying as far as the morning, because I actually mentioned on this show, you probably didn't hear it, but it's really Rabbi Greifer, it's true, maybe I even got it from him, that what? You start the day positive. How did you sleep? Can I help you with something? Can I get you a coffee? I can't say can I get you a coffee. Now everybody's willing to get their spouse a coffee. But here, look what I got for you. I put ice in your drink because I know that's important for you. I left the air conditioner on because I know that's important for you. I, uh, we want to announce this? Okay. Okay. I, uh, what else? I, I, I did things for you because I know this is important for you, both men for women and women for men, it works both ways. Do you get it? It works both ways. Okay, I'm so sorry. I cannot get to all the phone calls and the texts because I, I, we have literally like 30 seconds and I have to make this announcement. Okay, they just gave this to me. RCCS Barbecue. This is like, if there's an organization out there that's legit and genuine, RCCS Barbecue, 14th Annual, August 2nd, 2016, in front of the home of Pini and Yafarand. 937 East 22nd Street, Brooklyn, New York. They just gave this to me. And you know what? In general, I'd be like, oh, come on. Another one of these announcements? But you know who RCCS is? You don't, you don't have to ever need them. You know what I'm saying? If you do, they're an unbelievable organization. Help people who are sick. So it's, it's, a, it's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser. And this is definitely something, you know. Truva Tzedakah, Tfila, Mavin Royce, Gezeira. Now we have an opportunity. Three weeks. 
And here's an opportunity to give stuck and to help a real worthwhile organization. Thank you so much for listening. I apologize for the text without the phone because I can't get to everything right now. Maybe next show we will be able to do it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Have an amazing week. This has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. All the best. Have an inspiring and amazing and a shalom-filled week. Thank you.